man, it's the same bullshit they tried to pull in my day. You know, if it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice we're going to try and make for you. You got to do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. Let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules you're going to try to get you to follow. <laughs> you just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> man, if you're going to sign that paper, man, you should throw a little grass right in the middle, man. Roll it up. Yeah. Sign the joint, man. That's going to tell them something. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> assholes. Yeah, so what? They're all a bunch of assholes. But you got to think about it. We've had a lot of really good times right here, Pink. Yeah, I mean, come on, Pink. I can't believe this. You act like you're so oppressed. Then you guys are kings of the school. You get away with whatever you want. What are you bitching about? Well, look, all I'm saying is that if I ever start referring to these as the best years of my life, remind me to kill myself. Well, all I'm saying is I just want to look back and say that I did it the best I could while I was stuck in this place. Had as much fun as I could when I was stuck in this place. Played as hard as I could when I was stuck in this place. Dogged as many chicks as I could when I was stuck in this place. <laughs> Welcome to South Philly's only podcast with your hosts, Marky Mark and Tony Nikki Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark. And we are coming to you live from Skyfall Studios right here in gorgeous South Philadelphia. Episode 11, The High School Reunion. I got my great producer, Benny the Bear Jew Spielberg, with me tonight. He's back there behind the glass. What does that look like to you? It's Man Bear Pig. I told you it was real. And of course, to my left, I have my esteemed colleague and co-host, Las Vegas' own, the great Tony Nicky Jr. Tony, congratulations on that 3-0 Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, man, awesome holiday. If it wasn't uh, enough, the family flying in. Got some great time with the family, great food, and uh, awesome 3-0 Thanksgiving, man. Love these Detroit Lions, I gotta say it. Right before the holidays, banged on them at about plus 350 to win that uh, NFC North and run away with it. This is when Minnesota was still leading the way, so that was a huge Thanksgiving win for me. Congratulations, Tone. You know, last episode, you called it like you saw it. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom, betty boom. Three and oh, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful holiday weekend. Jeezy, man. That easy. Heard you went up to New York Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, man. Had my great aunt up here. Had my mother up here. And uh, they wanted to see the Rockefeller tree in New York. So we went up there. Had some fun, man. I had some cocktails. I started early, man. I was feeling good. We were having fun. It's cold up there. Yeah, yeah. So you, you gotta get warm, man. You so we had some drinks. Grandpa's old cough medicine. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. I almost, I almost passed out under that tree by the time we got there. Yeah, Did got you there really? Yeah, I was hurting by then, man. What were you drinking? Those dirty martinis? Had a couple of them, man. You know, I was doing. I was in a kind of a tequila mood. Crazy as that sounds. Wow. So I was sipping on some tequila really that day. It was, it was rough, man. With your 97 year old great aunt looking at you like you had three heads, probably. Yeah, but my mother likes some drinks too. So you know, we had fun. Well, that's all that matters. Family time is good time. I, uh... Yeah, what you do? What was the holiday like? Yeah, yeah, well, did you, did you see the, the, the toy drive that we have started here at On The Mark? That we got yeah, started? Yeah, well, you texted me about it, and I did just see it outside. That, yeah. that big box container with the rabbit yeah, 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 around. Yeah, we're, folks, please come down to Skyfall Studios and donate your wrapped or unwrapped toys uh, for the Christmas season. But, uh... Marky... Let me tell you something. What's up, Tom? Marky, let me tell you something. What's going on? I gotta be honest, because I didn't know what that was. I don't even want to laugh about this. Marky, I hate to even say this to you, because this is going to hurt you a little bit. But friggin' no, no kidding, when I was pulling up here, somebody had taken a shit in a toy chest. What? Let me go check this out. No, I'm serious. Somebody had... Because I was wondering what that was. Let me go check this out. I'll be right back. Folks, I'll be right back. Benny, take this thing to break. Oh, yeah. 
Wow, I'm in uh, I'm in total shock from what I just saw because uh, Benny, all indications are a uh, a hobo took a uh, heaping steaming dump in our toy chest. We gotta start this thing fresh. And I don't know, you know, is it within our budget to replace the toy chest? I mean, this is all charitable donations and whatnot. I don't know if we even have the budget to re replace this thing. We'll have to reach out to Shade 45 about possibly reimbursement by yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we can't go much further with this. We can't go much further further with this. But now getting back to your question, Tony, your original question. How was how was your holiday weekend, Mark? Right? Isn't that what you said? Yeah, me? that's what I was wondering. It was a box of shit. <laughs> Just like the choice. Just chest. like that. Very symbolic to our our charity. It's ironic. It is ironic. Why what'd you do? Anyway, folks. Okay. <laughs> got a hell of a show lined up for you tonight. The high school reunion. Got a good friend of mine, up and comer. Stand-up comedian out in Chicago, New York, and of course right here in Philadelphia, Steve Rinaldi coming on the show. Ah, yeah, legendary that guy is. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, man, it's going to be a fun episode. No doubt about it, Tone, no doubt about it. In fact, uh, Benny, why don't you get us the break, and when we get back, guys, more on the mark. are now back on the mark with Philadelphia's most eligible bachelor, Marky Mark. All right, gang. Thanks for tuning back in. Episode 11 on the mark on this cold December night. Christmas approaching. The elves up the North Pole getting all those presents ready, Tone. I didn't know you had elves working here. We got that Christmas episode coming up next, that on the mark Christmas special. You going to be ready for that? Yeah, have some eggnog. He's an angry elf. Have the eggnog ready. <laughs> oh, that eggnog will be spiked, too. I Tom. like that. <laughs> I didn't know what came not spiked. <laughs> yeah, you can get a virgin eggnog, right, really? Penny? Don't think I have that? They sell it at Wawa. I didn't know that yeah, was a thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can find that at the Acme, Wawa, any of your local. It's not the eggnog I'm drinking, Marky. <laughs> That's all right. Yep, you want the good stuff. What's it is, your lips? It's so good. But, uh... You know, this episode's called The High School Reunion Tone for a reason. You familiar with what I'm talking about? I do not believe I am. So I went to uh, a little get-together, what have you, in Center City, a high school reunion. And uh, an informal one at that, but a high school reunion nonetheless. So uh, it was a Wednesday night deal. And I'm, um, uh, you know, met up for a happy hour with a few friends of ours had some drinks ironically they had me drinking tequila and uh so i had a few in me i get in that uber and head over to the reunion i'm drinking dirty martinis socializing catching up with people that i haven't seen in 
a very long time. A very long time. Everybody loves me. And uh, they're saying, Mark, you look good. You haven't aged a day. No wrinkles. You're in good shape. This, that, and the other. You know, talking me up. And I appreciate it. You know, because, Tone, I have the best people. Anywhere I go, Tone, I always have the best people. Spectacular, spectacular, hardworking people. So it was a hell of a night. We're drinking, we're doing shots, this, that, the whole thing. Tone, I, I went, I, 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 you know, I don't know what happened. Ah, now here we go again. I blacked out. <laughs> Doc, none of us can remember anything from last night. <laughs> remember? So I woke up in, in, in a condo in beautiful Center City. You're a problem, man. You need an intervention, this guy. I think one of the girls there drugged me. I was drugged. I, w I woke up in her condo. Oh, no. It was like that uh, John Bolera incident. All types of charges on my credit card. No way. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. They made me buy a painting on eBay for them. How much that painting run you? 4500 huh? Shut the hell up. What yeah. was it, a uh, a Picasso? It was one of those contemporary kind of pieces. Okay. I don't get art. There's nothing to get. No, it always has to be explained to me, and then I have to have someone explain the explanation. Yeah, man. Got drugged at my high school reunion. Probably somebody who was obsessed with you. Yeah. Some nut. A secret admirer type of chick. There's some, some nuts at those reunions, man. Aren't there? Some, uh, some of them just don't want to let go. They've been through a lot of shit, some of them girls. Yeah, God knows what. God knows what. But, uh, yeah, I hired a group of private investigators to uh, take a look into the matter. and uh, Can never be too cautious. They're, they're going to check the cameras out at that place. In fact, we're going to check the cameras out at uh, right here at Skyfall Studios and see who's shit in that uh, toy chest. Because... That's wrong. Frankly, that's, that's wrong. That's a disgrace this time of year. That's a that's a total disgrace. We're trying to do charitable donations and some monster some monster shits in a toy chest supposedly. I'm worried because you know who's been staying here. You know who you've been allowing to stay here. Joey Stacks. He's been in the, yeah, the, well, the third bedroom. Well. Joey's yeah. been staying here, now all of a sudden I got shit outside and I, yeah. I don't know. Are you thinking he is the culprit here? He comes in here a little, a little banged up. Yeah. Late. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, I'm not gonna rule anything out. We're gonna have Surge check the cameras, and uh, that should have the answer. I mean, I don't know when it happened. I don't. I don't know the whole deal. But we'll uh, we'll find out more about that as we go on. It's not the poop. It's the mystery behind the poop. Tone, did you watch that Victoria's Secret fashion show? Ah, oh, beautiful girls, man. Aren't they? Yeah, they're beautiful. I I, I started just uh, wanted to tune in for a second. It's hard to turn it off, man. Yeah, yeah. You see those girls strutting their shit down that runway, man. They look good, don't they? Yeah, man. Adriana Lima. Oh, she's special. That's her name? She is special. She's beautiful so good. Girl. She's beautiful so good. Girl. She's so good. Third, what, third, about 35 years old. Withstood the test of time. I think she's got two kids. Does she? Yeah, I think Beautiful so. Beautiful girl. She's uh, married? Divorced, I think. Okay. Or or, with, or was divorced. I don't know. We'll have Benny pull up her stat sheet. Yeah, Benny's confirming it with me, Tone. Lima's single right now. Ah. Uh, yeah, she's got I'd kids. I'd do anything for her. You'd do anything for her. I think a lot of guys would do the same thing. You might have a lot of competition there. I'll tell you what, man. Mm, I would. I would. I'd suck a fart out her ass. <laughs> And hold that thing like a bong hit. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. Man, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I might. She's she's a goodie, Tone. So I can't yeah, maybe that's a little strong. <laughs> I hear you. No, she's up there, man. She's up there. Kendall Jenner, I know, was in there. She looked good. Benny look, Benny's smiling. Benny's got some info over there, I think. Yeah, Kendall Jenner looked great tone Beautiful she stole girl. the show two years in a row she's the pride of that family yeah i'll give you well, that she, she's not we'll go with that she's not a science experiment you know what i mean she's um 
She got a natural look to her. Yeah, very confident in that look. I mean, you know. How can you not be? How can you not be when you're her exactly, but uh, she she stole she, she's phenomenal. She stole the show, man. She's uh she's Dana Bozo too. Um ASAP Rocky, is it? In other words, you condone that stuff. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> oh, Andrew. I know, I know. I just wanna I know. make sure I don't wind up kissing fucking that King Cole over here. I have no idea. Tom, what was the name of the one chick you were talking about earlier? She kinda had the Oh the one name. flavor. Flavor. Flavor Lucini. Flavor Lucini. Okay, yeah, Ben's holding a Flavia. Flavia. Tom. Right, Flavia. Flavia Lucini. Beautiful girls, though, really. A yeah. to Z. A to Z. You can't go wrong with any of them. The production, though, during that show, they did night with the with the camera angles, the, the filter on the camera. It's, mm-hmm. It has a good look. Yeah, it. man. has a good look, and you had Lady Gaga, Bruno Mars, and The Weeknd performing. Out of that crew, who do you go with? For a show? Sure. Just For to, to party to. with? Nah, you know, whatever. Listen to whatever. Bruno Mars is good, man. Yeah, he, he's he, got some Michael Jackson-like tendencies. I'm not gonna put him at that level, but Bruno Mars is good. Yeah, somebody said he was a mix of uh, Michael Jackson and Rod Stewart. Okay. I guess I could see that. He, yeah, that I see it. he brings that old school thing in, sure. which a lot of people like, and I respect that. He was too. great in the Super Bowl when they, you know. And so was Lady Gaga. She did the Agreed. national anthem. Agreed. They said her and Whitney Houston are the two best to ever do it. Yeah, that was very good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. Some goes far as to call Lady Gaga and a, an American treasure, Tom. And then he had the weekend. Now, I know you're very sensitive to somebody with a goofy haircut. After he trimmed his <laughs> hair down, he looks even goofier. Yeah. You look better, though. I got to give you credit. Thank you, Tom. He's back to normal. This guy switches his hairstyles up more to Justin Bieber, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I, had to, I had to trim it down, had to switch it up. That's how I get. I'm funny like that. Sometimes I just need a change. I need to move on from something. You do it all the time. Yeah, no. You scared of commitment, Marky? Is that what it says? <laughs> nah. Not scared to not scared to commit to the right things, Tony. You know what I mean? Tony, you got me laughing over here. Uh, you know, you always do. You always do. You're you're a funny character, but coming up next, gang, we got a real funny character. Steve Rinaldi. Live on the mark. Benny, serenade us into the break. After the hard rock, I blacked out. It was like emptiness. <laughs> Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me It all keeps setting up I think I'm crazy Welcome to Nirvana. You are now on the mark with your host, the Kurt Cobain of Podcast. Your host, Marky Mark. And now, joining us on the mark, my friend, up-and-coming stand-up comedian, Steve Rinaldi. Steve, what's up, man? Good to talk to you again. What's up, Mark? How are you, buddy? Good. Hey, we had a good time Thanksgiving morning, didn't we? And and uh, late Thanksgiving Eve night. I still got Ajita from the uh, from the cheesesteaks. Yeah, Phil's steaks breakfast. I, I get I get morning. one every time I'm I get one every time I'm home. Unbelievable! You have you have to fill that craving, right? And you you noticed what I did, right? 
Uh, I was in coherent at the, the time. Be, I put the pizza roll in the cheese and in, in the cheesecake. <laughs> I did uh, not. That's how, that's how fat and obnoxious I have to be. I, I have did to be not that see you pig. do that. Wow. I never even heard of that. And I've seen some weird yeah. shit. Pizza roll cheesecake. In fact, when I uh, Jesus I don't know Christ, you know my this. knees buckled when I heard that. Oh man, you had that heartburn <laughs> wait, wait. all day. I don't know if I ever told you this, Mark. Do you remember I auditioned for? The Jersey Shore. You of remember course. that shit? How could, how could I that, forget? That, that, that. So when they went and filmed me at Philip Steaks, I made them make me a pizza roll cheesesteak. No way. No. And, what, yeah. and what, did they, what, were the, what were they saying? Just how much of a slob I am. It was crazy. They, th- they thought you were the biggest slob in all of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. But they, you know, they love me over there. I, got, I, I, I really, I, I, that's serious. Every time I'm in the city, I go. Now, Steve, in retrospect, do you wish you got on Jersey Shore, or are you glad you didn't? No, absolutely not. It was, it was a, it was a blessing in disguise, to be honest with you. And uh, if you want to be a stand-up, something like that would have been a career killer. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. And uh, you know, I'm out in New York now. I'm doing my thing, and I, I, I rather work hard to get to a level like that. I don't, I don't want to just do reality TV or something like that. Like any form of reality TV I would do now would be like a competition, like America's Got Talent or something like that, like Last Comic Standing, something yeah. like that. I, I, I don't see myself doing a fucking jerk-off reality show. <laughs> right, right, right. I'll tell you what, though. The situation gave me some laughs. <laughs> I'd yeah. sell out. But, the the know, situation all, gave believe, me some laughs. Believe it or not, believe it or not, that shit's all staged. Those, those guys aren't like that. They're playing it up for the camera, Steve? <sighs> oh, yeah, dude. You had to see what they were doing when they filmed me for those two days. It was like a pilot. Like, they were trying to see how far they can get with me. They make you, they, they're like reading you off lines and shit. There's just so much shit that goes into that. Wow. So you're saying that, a lot that, of it was scripted and staged. Oh, my God. Scenes. You have no idea. They were making, they were coaching my father on what to say to me. Really? It, it was it was a big mess. Did your father want you on the show? They loved my dad. They yeah. loved him. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know. right. They went into the family life a little bit of the mm-hmm. of the cast. So now, to catch the listeners up, after uh, the Jersey Shore thing kind of came and went, then you decided to pursue the stand-up <laughs> thing uh, wholeheartedly, and you went out to Chicago, right? Well, I, I wanted to do stand-up for a really long time. I wanted to get into the uh, arts as a young kid. But, you know, growing up in South Philly, everybody thinks that's crazy. Right, you know, they, right. no, one does, no, one, no one does shit like that. And uh, I remember when I was real young, like in grade school, I was in like the drama club. I played Danny Zuko in Greece in seventh grade. Right, the legendary like, I in, Danny Zuko. I was Zuko. into it at a young age. And then you turn 14, you want to, I wanted to go to Newman. I wanted to play football. I got into girls. I was drinking 40s at the field every weekend. Right, right. You know, my, 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 my head wasn't in the right place. And then when my buddy Pat died, I don't know if you remember Pat Bombino. Right. That's when I got into the casino business because I always wanted to do that. My uncle was in the business in the 80s. And you're currently, and uh, my, you're currently employed yeah, by so the now Sugar I, House. Yeah, I, I know well, their, their their company, Rush Gaming. Uh, I'm I'm working for them out in New York. That's my day job. Right. Uh, we're opening the property February 8th, and I got hired as a pit manager. But what's great about it is the company's very supportive of me with my comedy and acting career, and they gave me weekends off and nights off. My schedule's 11 a.m. to 6. Isn't that tremendous? Is, Isn't that tremendous when they're willing is, to work with which you? Which is on... Oh, it's unheard of. Yeah, it is. It is. Of. That's a huge win all in itself. Now, oh, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm like Batman. I do, I do. Uh, I'm a pit bull spy day and at night. I, 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 I tell a bunch of jerk off jokes in front of 350 people, and then I go to bed and I wake up the next day and I'm in a suit. It's the, crazy. The Dark Knight <laughs> Rises. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I watched that little bit you sent me uh, this uh, past yeah, I weekend. Sent you my five minutes. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny, man. I thought it was funny. It was good stuff, and it seemed like the crowd really liked it. What'd you tell them? Your, your body yeah. shaped like the Grinch. 
Yeah, dude, I've been eating so bad. Chicago. Oh, man, deep dish. <laughs> Chicago deep dish. You, you have no idea. It's got me all miscellaneous no, in the hips. I, I, I'm laughing because uh, Tony Nicky Jr., my uh, co-host, Love Chicago. Oh, it's good that love, deep dish pizza. And he he loves eating steak out in Chicago and have the deep dish. It's for a lunch. horrible place to live if you like food. Uh, Tony put on a good fifty five pounds out there. <laughs> Wasn't that bad? Oh, but I done. put on some weight. You're done. <laughs> yeah. Now you were at the Del Frisco's out there, Steve. Well, what happened was I was working for Sugar. I got into gaming in two thousand seven, and because uh, that's something I I always wanted to do. I wanted to be a my favorite movie growing up was Casino. Sure. I loved it. Of course. Uh, I always I always wanted to be in the casino business, and my uncle was a boss, and I always wanted to get into that. So I went right to dealing school when I turned 21. Right. I got a job at the Trump, Trump Taj Mahal, and then I was working a part-time job. All my buddies were in college. They would come up to Margate every weekend, and we'd go to Murmur. I forgot. It was great. For four years, I lived down in Atlantic City, and I was a dealer. Oh, yeah. You were living the life. Yeah, oh, it was awesome. And then they opened Sugar House in Philly. And I got a full-time dealing job. And the first promotion, I got promoted to a floor man, which is like a supervisor. Right. You wear a suit and you, you watch a section. You get to play the role. Yeah. But the problem was that with that, that during this transition, that's when I... When I started working with Sugar House, I auditioned for the Jersey Shore thing. It didn't work out. And I started getting the acting and the comedy bug again. Like, I always wanted to be a comedian, but I never had the balls to get up there and do it. It takes a lot of balls, Steve. And, and then I did an open mic. I remember talking to you down the shore in Wildwood. That yeah, we four were. Four and a half years ago. You remember that yeah, shit? Yeah, we were at uh, Sam's Pizza brainstorming some material. I remember. Yeah. I remember. And I, was, and I was sitting on the couch with you, and I said, I'm doing an open mic Monday. Yep. And how and did I that went. go? Mark, I haven't stopped since. And there you go. And there you go. I haven't stopped since. Now, from my understanding, you, you performed at some pretty uh, pretty big-time places out in Chicago. Where were you at, Steve? I, I performed at all the top clubs. Uh, Zanies, which is really well-known. Every top act in the country went through Zanies at some point. Uh from Seinfeld to Eddie Murphy, uh, Sam Kinison, sure. uh, Sebastian, uh, Bill Burr, Kevin Hart. Everybody has played that venue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Danies, I, I, Jokes and Notes was very good to me. That club just closed. Uh, I didn't make it to the improv, but I got in at the Laugh Factory. They were very, very good to me. They gave me spots all the time. But, you know, Chicago was like a gym, man. It, it was strange for me because I was getting... I I, I did pretty well in Philly to the aspect that I I, just, I developed a name like an like as somebody that was known as a local comic. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. And then when I went out to Chicago, I went from doing ten to fifteen minute sets to only getting up three to seven minutes a night. Right. And I I don't want to say that I got worse, but. You know, the whole point of being a standoff is you want to stretch and you want to build your legs and you want to, you want to get an hour. The money oh, starts wow. coming in when you can do an hour. Wow, when you say an hour, man, that just sounds like an eternity. I couldn't imagine. Oh yeah, but, but you know, it it takes. They say it takes eight to ten years to find your voice and to build that hour. I'm I'm at four and a half years right now, and I think I'm just starting to find out who I am on stage. You know. So you feel like you're getting your legs uh, up under you. So to speak. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not. Look, this is what I tell everybody. I say, with standoff comedy, you can't compare yourself to other people. The only person you're in competition with is yourself, and that's that's just the way I approach life. To be honest with you, like, yeah, I like that. That's in the, that, those what, are words to live what by. I wanna, yeah, to be honest with you, would I want to be a famous comedian right now, at 30 years old? Absolutely, but. I, I got other great things. I got a great family. I got great friends. Every time I go home, people are calling me to meet me for lunch. I got a good job. I'm a pit manager at 30 years old. I got, I got a good life. I, you I enjoy can't your get life. Mad. Who's going to get mad at that? No, I can't get mad because I didn't catch a break yet. It takes time, you know? Sure. I started late. I started sure. at 26. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, stories of Kevin Hart doing it for 
how many years not getting on Saturday Night Live, this, that, and, and, and he finally yeah. broke out after, what, over a decade, really, right? According yeah, to but, him. Yeah, but, but Kevin, Kevin Hart was a rare exception. Sure. They, they never seen anybody move that quick. Yeah. Like, he was... He was featuring. He was a prodigy. He was like a LeBron James. Right. Uh, I'm with you. I agree. I see the comparison. Now, Steve. He had a half hour at two years in. Like that's unheard of. Yeah, that's wild. That is wild. Now, why don't you why don't you explain to our listeners, you know, how hard it is to break into that industry, and uh, all the hardships of that industry? Because you've experienced them firsthand in uh, multiple yeah. places now. Break that down a little bit for us. <laughs> Excuse me. What happened to me in Chicago was I uh, I, I left the Sugar House Casino, started working at Del Frisco's Steakhouse because I wanted more flexibility to get on stage. So I went from working with a company in Sugar House. I didn't have the schedule I have now. It's, like, it's weird how shit happens. Right. In uh, Philly, I, had, I, had, I didn't have weekends off, and I was taking off a lot for auditions in New York, and I was – getting book gigs and leaving work early. And I, I remember my boss at the time pulled me in the office and he was just like, you got to think about what you want to do. You know, do you want to be a comedian or you want to be somebody that works at a casino? So the guy that ran Del Frisco used to come in and play craps and I used to sit box and he offered me a job. He knew I was a comic and he said how they had Del Frisco's in Chicago and they had one in New York and they had one in LA. He knew what I was trying to do. And he said, you know, you can make the living you're making here for four days a week. And I remember giving up that job at the Sugar House. And to be honest with you, it was like one of the toughest decisions of my life. Like, I remember being in that office and I, I was in tears when I resigned and gave my letter of resignation. Like, it, it was brutal. Wow. wow. But it, it, it was something I had to do and find out for myself. And then it was just like that year was a very tough year for me. Uh I think it was 2012. It was really tough. My my girlfriend ended up, uh, she was unhappy. She didn't like the fact that I was dedicating so much time to my craft. And I gave up my job without consulting her. At really? one point, she said something like, you know, I don't know if I want to date a 30-year-old waiter. Wow. How, and I, how, I, I how remember, offended and pissed off were you when you heard that? Oh, at the time, it was it was really tough. You know, but I mean, that's, a, that's an obnoxious rude ignorant thing to say to somebody my god yeah but she was young oh. she was young how and, old was she and Steve? to be honest with you, she was i think four or five years younger than me okay yeah, a little bit of a gap there not too bad though yeah but you know you gotta understand something this is another thing when you're in a relationship with somebody and you become a comic out of nowhere there's no half ass into approaching stand-up comedy you got you gotta be out in the beginning like the first couple years you gotta be out every single night bombing failing yeah like you, you trial just gotta by keep fire up. trial by fire and and i went from being this guy that was sitting in the house caught on and watching movies every night to hey babe i'll be home and at midnight or 1 a.m i'm right. waiting to get up on comedy do, do three minutes at a bar on spruce street <laughs> how much are you getting paid right. i'm not getting paid enough so she didn't want to come you know, that, she didn't want to come see your show steve she was supportive in the beginning. In the beginning, it's it's fun, you know. My, uh, and then after a while, it's like people don't understand how long it takes sure. and how brutal it is. Yeah, yeah. So hey, that's hey. a tough year for me. I started working at Bell Frisco's in Philly, and then a couple months went by, and that's when the Chicago opportunity came up. And uh, they were short servers at the Chicago Del Frisco's, and I knew they had the second city out there. My cousin, who also worked for Del Frisco, she was a manager. She transferred over there earlier in the year. And she said, well, why don't you come out here for a month? You take a class at the Second City, you see if you like it. And I just fell in love with the city. It's and a beautiful for a single city. guy. Everybody who's ever yeah, out there absolutely for, loves it. Yeah. But for a single guy at 29 years old, you're an up-and-coming comic. There's only three places you want to be, and that's L.A., Chicago, and New York. Right. And to be honest with you, that that year and a half was some of the best times of my life. It really was. It was a great experience. Met being a lot in of the second new city. Yeah, you've seen all those famous people on the wall: Bill Murray, uh, Joan Rivers. Uh, you know, so many people trained at that theater, and I was taking cl improv classes and just you know, you got to master your craft. You got to put a lot of time in. 
you know, it, it was, I got a lot of stage time in Chicago. Yeah, I didn't make much money, but I, I got up. Right, right. So now, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Now, let me ask you a question. How were the hecklers in Chicago, Steve? See, the thing about heckling that people don't understand, I get more heckled now than ever. Really? Really? Because, yeah, because when they see you can handle it, they want to get involved. They want to lay into you. Yeah, and if you can't handle it and they heckle you, it's going to fuck the whole show up. Yeah, you don't want to so pull, you don't want to pull a Kramer. Exactly. No, I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, I'd, of course not. I'd pull, I'd pull, a, a, I'd pull a, a Tony Soprano before I'd pull a Kramer. <laughs> Guess what? That I'd might go over better. I'd beat somebody in the parking lot with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. It can be frustrating. It's a frustrating industry. But, uh, it's a frustrating business. Yeah. Now, Steve... All this but, talk about yeah. Del Frisco's deep dish pizza, this, that, and the other. Tony Nicky put on 55 pounds when he lived out in Chicago for a few months. What, you know, this, this is a segment we love to do. It's called G. Look, go inside, make no, yourself no, comfortable. No, no, I'll no, make you something to eat. Hey, how do you like yours? Red, medium red. Medium red. Hmm, aristocrat. My snack was a honey crisp apple. <laughs> okay. So today... Steve, what'd you eat? Uh, you want to be you want me to be honest with you? Always. I started this military diet. Oh no. I I I, I can't be this heavy no more. I, wow. I'm not heavy. I'm just out of shape because I don't think you realize well, you're a little younger than me, fellas. Will you agree with me? Once you hit thirty, it's all downhill. Well, of course. Right. Maybe even a little before that for me, but they, yeah. Right? They yeah. say it's a scientific fact. The metabolism at 30 on a male slows down. Of course. I, 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 I don't know what happened to me. I, I don't know what... I have rolls under my shoulder blades. <laughs> yeah, they pop up everywhere, man. I get out of the shower, I'm like a ventriloquist. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talk, I'm, I turn around and I start talking to it. My, my shoulders start talking to it. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm playing. It's, it's horrible. I'm shaped like the Grinch. It's, no, it's yeah, I, I, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> and I changed nothing about my lifestyle. So what I started doing this morning, if I told you my diet, you're going to think you're talking to a, a high school cheerleader. I woke up this morning. I had an egg with a piece of toast. Okay. One piece of toast. Oh, no. And for lunch, I had cottage cheese and a banana. Oh, no. And like then the for dinner, for dinner, I had a hot dog with no bun and an apple. This is called the military. It's the military diet. Google it. Get the fuck out of here. You can't this. survive for on that. You're a grown man. We're Italians. They went on like Italian, like that. Exactly. <laughs> That's horrible. For a South Philly Italian, this is like Chinese water torture. I'm ready to kill myself. <laughs> this is horrible. How long has this been going on for? 24 hours. Okay. Uh, do you see another 24 hours <laughs> yeah. in your future? How long is this going to last? No, I just ordered a cheesesteak. What are you saying? <laughs> Get out of here. They don't got cheesesteaks up in Schenectady, do they? Yeah, they got cheesesteaks. Dude, they, 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 the, the food up here is not that bad, but it, it ain't the same. I, I, I want a Wawa. I want Wawa so bad. Really? You crave Wawa? I, I never find myself I craving do. Wawa. Ever. And you don't have it for two years. Mm, good point. Yeah, no, you're right. It's convenient. So it's got some good, good stuff. Yeah, man. Good selection. I hear you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Good luck with that military diet, Steve. My God. Yeah, um, I don't know how well that's going to work out, buddy. I know you miss the, the the ladies in South Philly. At least some of them. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the one thing you miss the most. Yeah, I miss girls with teeth. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you look? What do you got on deck? What's on the calendar? What's coming up next for for Steve? I mean, I'm doing some a lot of shows up. I'm you know I'm upstate New York. There's a lot of comedy in New York, and now here I am. I do my casino stuff during the day, my stand up at night. The next show I'm doing locally, uh, December 21st. I'm gonna do a small spot for uh, Joe Conklin at uh, Parks Casino. The great Joe Conklin from. Uh... Ninety-four-one WIP, the morning show, the legendary Joe that's Conklin. Yeah. That'll be good stuff. So that's at Parks. When, when's that, Steve? Uh, December twenty-first, so Wednesday. December twenty-first, Wednesday. What time? Eight p.m. We're gonna be Might there. Be Steve, look, look, 
Look at look at how unprofessional I am. I'll never be on this podcast uh, again. I don't nah, know the time. Nah, you're welcome back anytime. You'll never have me back. No, nah, that's not true. We're we're gonna uh, we're gonna come support you at that park show, Steve. That's gonna be a good time. You better not heckle me. I'm gonna throw a uh, apple at you. Maybe you eat it for your uh, military diet. <laughs> <laughs> See, you didn't like that, huh, Steve? That was funny. That was pretty good. All right, all right, fair enough. All right, Steve. There you have it, folks. Up-and-coming comedian, stand-up comedian, my good friend Steve Rinaldi. Steve, it was a pleasure having you on the mark. You're tremendous. We can't wait to have you back. All right, Mark. Thanks for having me. Let me know when you want me to come back on. Absolutely. And, hey, I might bring my uh, co-host, Tony Nicky, up to Schenectady with me. He's going to need a, a $10,000 marker from you, though. Uh, no. What's a 50,000 marker? Doctor, just give, give him a 10. That's it, 10. I'll be right down. <laughs> Let's start yeah, with we'll December think. 21st at Parks. Well, I'll right. eat a chicky and pee. Can, can you get him a marker at Parks? 10,000. Just give me the money, fucking. The fucking money, Sammy. I'm an okay, you tend to get even, and that's it. Then you gotta get out of here before the cops and newspapers are all over you. 10, and that's it. 10,000 and somebody. It. If you got a guy, <laughs> we'll take care of him. <laughs> Get out of here. I got a marker. It's a beautiful thing. Thanks, Steve. All right, Mark. I'll talk to you, fellas. Thank you. Always enjoy talking to Steve Tone. He's a good one, man. Yeah, that guy's an up and cover, man. Looking forward to uh, seeing him over at Air Parks. Yeah, that should be a that should be a fun night for sure. And gang, give uh, give Steve a follow on Instagram, Rinaldi fifty four, and uh, of course a follow on Twitter, Steve underscore Rinaldi. R-I-N-A-L-D-I. He'll be much obliged for it. Benny, hit the music and get us to break. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, Start coming and they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running Didn't make sense not to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so much to see So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go You'll never shine if you don't glow Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid And they say it gets colder You're bundled up now, wait till you get older But the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim My world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid You are now back on the mark with Philly's best talk show host, Marky Mark, and Las Vegas' own, Tony Nicky Jr. Man, I'll tell you what, I know I can't forget from when I was a kid growing up and the Elio's Pizza my mom used to make. That same great taste from back then, it hasn't changed one bite since we were a kid. The same thing you loved, folks, give it to your kids. They'll love it too. Elio's Pizza, three great flavors from your cheese made with the 100% fresh mozzarella, your pepperoni with that great smoked pepperoni and the new Supreme with the Italian sausage, pepperoni, and a green and red peppers. Toss on some flavorful onions and mix that with the fresh mozzarella. The new Supreme pizza is really good, but any of the three, folks, give it to your kids. Give it to yourself for a good lunch. Elio's Pizza. Yeah, Tone, that's some good shit, man. I, I, I like to cut it up in... Uh in like slices almost like a breadstick. Okay. That's how I eat it, Tom. Sure, sure. You know, that's how you can I do that. Eat it. I haven't had it in years. That's what I used to do though. Try that, folks. Gotta love, gotta love an Elio's an Elio's pie. 
Something that a lot of people in the city don't love right now, Tone. Matt Rule leaving the Temple House, bailing for Baylor. Ah, you saw that coming, though. God, yeah. it's really bounced around from NFL to college gigs. Some are calling him a gutless coward. What do you think? Shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, some are calling him a gutless, the hell up. gutless coward. Listen, the guy keeps, he's, he's just going to keep getting better. I don't i don't hate the move at all. Like I said, he's bounced around from college and NFL assistant coaching gigs before he took this Temple program. This was a non-good Temple program, man. He made them something elite. A lot of that jersey, Philadelphia talent, that's Big Ten talent, man. Those really stud athletes. And he's really turned this Temple program around. Uh, great conference title win this year. A lot of props um, for him heading to Baylor. I think it's a risky move by these Baylor Bears. Here's a guy without any Texas roots. Obviously scary when it comes to recruiting and things like that, especially a place as competitive as Texas with all the schools down there. But um, a great bring-in, I think, for Baylor as far as a coach. Great with the X's and O's, great with the team building. And if you can do it at Temple, man, I think you could do it anywhere. You give him the... Uh, the kind of support you got at Baylor. Yeah, that uh, that Temple job up on North Broad Street turned into a hell of a springboard position. You got uh, Al Golden going to Miami. Sure. You got uh, Adazio went to BC. You know, and now you got Rule going to Baylor. You know, and crazy, uh, isn't it? Because I remember growing up, man, it was just horrible. Yeah. Now I'm gonna leave it with this, folks. I, I think Baylor's a cesspool. I think uh, Matt Rule should have took a harder look at the Oregon job. I would have probably preferred to see him go there. I would have liked to see him stay at Temple for another year or two, but hey, it is what it is. Can't blame a man for taking a pay raise. Can't guarantee he had that, any, uh, that Oregon job wanted him, though. They were really into uh, this I, kid. I, I, think they, I think they wanted him, but w whatever. Now, moving on to another Temple coach. Former Temple player, rather. Is it time for the New York Jets to flush the toilet bowl on Todd Bowles? Is it time for him to go? He lost the team. You forget 10 wins quick, don't you? Yeah, 10 wins and couldn't get the job done week 17 against the inferior opponent. I mean, you know, that's that's something that's resonated with Jets fans. They haven't forgot week 17 in Buffalo last year. How quickly you forget the Rex Ryan days. I don't know. I, I, after 10 wins last year, I don't know. I don't know if I can give up on him yet. It's been a horrible year for, for uh, Fitzpatrick. Statistically horrible. One of the... Worst starting quarterbacks in the entire league. I mean, it really depends how they come back. I want to see how they do with the uh, rookie quarterback in Petty. You know, of course, they definitely quit on him last week. It was not a good game, but, you know, in football, nothing's ever as good as it seems. Nothing ever as bad as it seems. And I don't think you can get rid of Bulls. It was so much hype around him last year. I mean, don't you remember that? Yeah, well, no, I, I know we had Bill Parcells' endorsement, which carries a lot of weight for me. Would, would they be someone that you would think would know anything? Uh, I find... Uh, I find the Jets right now to be an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, I don't think the GM did too good of a job. I think he handed out some piss-poor contracts. You're looking at Darrell Revis, who's got nothing left in the tank. I don't think they have much of a future at the quarterback position. I need They need to find that franchise guy. This has been the story for 15 years. But they got a lot of holes, man. They got a lot of holes. The story has not changed. This conversation's going nowhere, okay? All right, jumping off the Jets now to... Uh, a team a little bit way down the turnpike, Philadelphia Eagles, right here. Doug Peterson, is it time to start talking about maybe he's not the guy? Kind of throwing Carson Wentz under the bus, saying some weird things in his press conferences. Yeah, I mean, you can think it, but can the organization go there? No, you can't throw in the tail this quick, obviously, Jeff in a year. Jeffrey Lurie comes out today and he says he's going to have uh, more say on the team, on the roster. Not just the business side of things. He wants to start putting his paws on it now. Boy, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm scared to death to hear that. I thought Howie Roseman was a yes guy to Jeffrey Lurie for years anyway, though. And that and that's yeah, the thing, I mean, is how much has this already been Jeffrey Lurie? But, I mean, the Peterson thing, he, he says some scary shit at those press conferences, doesn't he? Yeah, love him up. He wants to love his players up. Oh, what my the God. Hell? And then questioning, did some people... The... the condescending statements, you know? One second saying everybody gave their all, the next second questioning whether or not everybody gave 100%. I mean... That's strange. It, it is weird. It is it's weird. It's strange. I'm telling he you. Just, he's over his head a little bit, yeah. man. Don't forget, what was it, four, five years ago he was coaching a high school team? That was his only head coaching job ever. Unbelievable. And, you know, he's an Andy Reid guy, though. Yeah, well, that's his, Andy Reid's endorsement is what got him the job. And just for that to be the selling point for Jeffrey Lurie should tell you all you need to know about Jeffrey Lurie's football decision-making process. Now, jump from uh, the gridiron to the diamond real quick. Since it's the hot stove season, we got Chris Sale being traded to the Red Sox. 
Brian Cashman of the Yankees refers to it as the uh, the Kevin Durant to the Warriors move. Compares the Red Sox to the Warriors. Tone, I don't see that at all. Uh, Sale's a guy who plays once every five days. Kevin Durant, top three player uh, in the league, probably. Um, I don't see that comparison whatsoever. But, what but it's I, a huge move. But what I do see is a tremendous move that makes the Red Sox uh, a lot better. I think maybe that's a little bit of Cashman just being... Uh, a little bitter, a little jealous, a little, uh, hate to go as far as intimidated, but eyebrows raised now. Eyebrows raised now. They just made a move of their own. They brought in Chapman, Aroldis Chapman back. World Series champion Aroldis Chapman, who they had for most of the last year. Five years, 86 million. What do you make of it, Tom? Yeah, man, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with any of that. I don't, it's not the Warriors. I mean, that team is obviously... First of all, baseball is a completely separate entity from basketball. I mean, it's a game of literally centimeters. Yeah. I mean, this is <laughs> one guy, one pitcher is throwing, like you said, once every five days. It's not it's the a, same, it's a but it's a hell comparison. of a move. It is a hell of a move. I mean, him and Price and uh, Porcello up top, that's a great one, two, three punch. Yeah. It's going to be a tough Red Sox team to beat. Yeah, But Kevin Durant Warriors, they get the hell out of here. I don't know if you get the same thing uh, out of Porcello that you got this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean... You know, there's no reason to think you don't. I'm just on a hunch there. It's kind of like an, it felt like an aberration here. I feel like. Yeah, I've never been a huge Porcello guy. You know, he's gonna get you the ground ball, but he's not an overpower pitcher. Right, right. He's not gonna overpower anybody, really. Let me hit you with something now, from Kevin Durant to LeBron James and this whole Phil Jackson fiasco. Uh, the uh, the comment about the posse and uh, LeBron did took exception to it, and so did. Members of that so-called posse. It's ugly, isn't it? This thing. Star. Yeah, I really don't quite understand it, but uh, two people that are so—I don't want to say set in their ways, but you know, let's be honest. LeBron James is the best player in the entire league. Phil Jackson has what, eleven rings, ten rings, whatever right. it is. I mean, this is—they don't have to change for anybody. Who's yeah. going to apologize? Yeah. Neither of them. Yeah, is this LeBron trying to do like a? Um, like a social stand-up kind of thing, like the media's been calling for, or claiming he should do. Right, I mean, I, I thought it was a bit of an overreaction to me personally, but then again, it, I, if it affected him, I, I have no right to say anything about it. If that's how he felt, that's how he felt. But Phil Jackson not turning down at all. Yeah, Phil was just kind of stepping his way around it a little bit, just kind of like saying the right things to move the situation along. I, I never really saw it as a big deal. I thought it was kind of like an overhyped story. But then you're pairing it with... That whole uh, thing about uh, LeBron not wanting to stay at Trump's hotels now. But LeBron came out today and said he didn't mean anything by it. You never know what to make of these stories. No. You, you really don't. No. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of mumbo-jumbo. What does that mean? <laughs> it, it's too stupid for me. It's a product of hourly minute sports coverage. Up to the minute sports coverage. It's over coverage. That's what that's a product of. I truly believe that. This would have never been a story 20 years ago. All right. On, on the less serious side of things, Tone, let me throw something at you. I'm on a hunch here. And keep in mind, there's nothing wrong with this. But I'm almost convinced at this point. And I'm putting all the clues together. I think Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Odell Beckham Jr., of the New York football giants are gay and possibly gay lovers. I gotta say, I was not expecting you to land this thing here. I didn't know that's where you were going. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm not on social media as much as you. I don't <laughs> see this. Yeah, well, no, it was on the news, too. Uh, they spent Saturday night together. Really? Um, yeah. Who they, runs this? ESPN run this? The night before they played, they spent the night together. I guess went out, did their thing, took a picture together, posted it. Antonio Brown told reporters earlier in the week that he wanted them to refer to him as Frank. Is it the Frank or the Beans? I believe. Or Norman. Something along those lines. Benny, why don't you pull that up? Break some veins! Break some veins! Ronald. Okay, Be Benny's holding up this side. I'm totally, totally off there. Not Frank, not Norman. Ronald. 
Ronald, he okay. told reporters to refer to him as Ronald. Now, that's just strange to me, man. It's odd. It's, it's odd. strange. It's odd. Yeah, it's creepy. Almost. Yeah, I agree with you. And if that wasn't enough, he won't stop twerking. I mean, if you're a million-dollar athlete at the top of your profession, at the top of your sport, and you score a touchdown or you do something great to help your team win a game, is your thought process or first reaction to twerk? Start twerking like Miley. Twerking like Miley. Personally, no, it would not be. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, yeah, I it, agree it, with you. It's absurd. I don't think I would ever be a celebrating type of person, but that's just me. And you, and, you, and then you got Odell Beckham Jr. doing ballet before the games and all this other questionable shit. The videos that were released to him last year, dancing in the club in a circle with a group of guys, all like cheering him on, but in like this weird way. I mean, am I nuts here? What do you think, Tom? I, I, listen, I've never seen... I, I know nothing about their relationships. I'll say this. I just think of them as receivers. Maybe they are, though. I've seen the videos come out with Odell Beckham Jr. To be honest, this is the first thing I'm hearing about Antonio Brown. You didn't hear the Ronald thing? Or the, you didn't see that they spent the, the night together? No, I don't. I, you know. Yeah, you don't pay attention. Um, that I don't pay stuff. attention after the games. Once the games are over, I'll see how the practices are going. I'll check some injury reports. Right. But no, I don't care what uh, OBJ and, and Antonio's doing. No, no, I, I don't care either. They can do what they want. They can do what they want. Whatever makes you happy makes you happy. But uh, they do some questionable shit. Okay. That's my that's my thesis statement, that they do some questionable, weird shit. Okay. Fair? Fair. Fair, fair assessment. Fair is fair. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, of course not. I mean, it's fine if that's who you are. Absolutely. I mean, I have many gay friends. My father's gay. You know, Mr. Nicky, you look a little preoccupied over there scrolling through your iPad, but, uh... Well, yeah, I'm checking the spreads out. Yeah. I'm not doing nothing over here. Yeah. Just another cold December night in Skyfall. But, uh, you know, I appreciate you participating in that sports rundown with me. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That, that We call that the two-minute offense. Is that what it is? Two-minute drill? Two-minute drill, two-minute offense. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was good. Benny, why don't you take this thing to break, and uh, when we get back, gang, we'll wrap up on the mark, episode 11, the high school reunion. Well, how the hell did you get the beans above the frag? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It wasn't like it was a well-thought-out plan. Now on the mark with the tag team champions of the world, Marky Mark and Tony Nicky Jr. Benny plays some good music, doesn't he, Tom? Yeah, man. He's DJ over there. Yeah, man. Still got to get him in touch with Johnny Looch. Talk business. My God. Really enjoyed Steve coming on the show, though. Yeah, he's a talent, man. Real up and comer, that guy. Yeah, he is for sure. He's, uh,. He's going to do a hell of a job at Parks, too. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be cool. It will be. Um, and we got a, we got the Christmas episode, the Christmas special on deck. Right around the corner. That's a big one. That's a big one. The stockings will be hung by the chimney with care. I'm going to be banged up for that one. I'll tell you what. I'm warning you now. <laughs> you going to be in your Santa Claus outfit? Uh, maybe. Maybe I'll whip it out. Dress, dress maybe up. Maybe I'll whip it out. Yeah, man. For sure. May have to. You are really Santa, right? 
No, I'm an accountant. I wear this fucking thing as a fashion statement, all right? Okay. I, uh... I, I, I certainly look forward to seeing that if it happens. Still didn't get any, uh... Footage from the security cameras, though, huh, Benny? Nah, not yet, Marky. They're still looking into it. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a logistical uh, issue that, uh, you know, that's got to go through a few different levels before we're going to get the uh, sure. the information we need. Yeah, it's like that Boston bombing. you got to examine it for a lot until you figure out who did it. <laughs> yeah, Ben, the hobo shitting in our toy chest <laughs> is just like the Boston bombing. Ah, I was... Uh, uh, that's a violation, yeah, right, Tone? Yeah. That's a, that's a violation. Mark Wahlberg's got that Boston bombing movie coming out. Mark Wahlberg doesn't put out too many bad movies. No, he's good. I'm a Mark Wahlberg guy. Oh, of course. Of course. I'm a Mark Wahlberg guy. He said some nice things about uh, politics in Hollywood, too, Tony. He said, uh, you know, we have to fall back a little bit as actors and actresses and stop imposing our political opinions on the country and the world. Seriously. Good for him. Yeah, it was was good. Sense. Yeah, it was good to see somebody with a little common sense. Um, Few and far between, I'll tell you what. That's the truth. That's the truth, isn't it? But other than that, I don't have any movies on the list that I want to go see except Office Christmas Party. I got to see that. That looks funny to me. Looked all right, yeah. Jason Bateman, Jennifer Aniston. That's a good cast. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously leaving names out. There's a few good names in there. That's going to be a good one. Looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Good concept. Saw Bad Santa too. It was all right. Did you? How was it? It was all right. Nothing like the first one. They're never like the first one, man. You know... I enjoyed it, but the first one's like an all-time favorite, so... Of course. So I'm gonna be staying here for a while. Uh, things are all fucked up at the North Pole. See, Mrs. Santa caught me fucking her sister, and, uh... I'm out on my ass now. She got half of everything. And, uh... All I'm looking forward to as far as, uh, TV is that Tom Hardy show, Taboo, on FX. Okay. And that comes on, like, after the new year. There's no movies I'm looking forward to and no new TV shows. Taboo, Tom Hardy. Never heard of it, huh? Nope. You see me with the uh, dumbfounded look. Nope, yeah. haven't heard of it. Yeah. We're gonna get you. Uh, we're gonna get you on that. I think that might be something you can, you can potentially get into. Well, looks like we've reached that time, my friends. That clock on the wall hits. Right next to our new picture we have up here on Skyfall's walls. John Gotti in a starter satin Raiders jacket. It's a tremendous picture. You got something new every week. I know, I know. And there it is, folks. We have officially reached the bewitching hour. So for all of us here at Skyfall Studios, my producer, Benny the Bear Juice Spielberg. my esteemed colleague and co-host Tony Nicky Jr. Good night, cruel world. Closing time Open all the doors and let you out into the world Closing time Turn all of the lights on over every Call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay. is
This is On The Mark Service Announcement. Please do not miss next week's highly anticipated episode.